Good evening, everybody. This is Gary Threat, your favorite Husky hero, back to you with a new episode of Husky Heroes and Healthy Heroines Assemble. How is everybody today? You know, I've been feeling pretty good. I've been anxious to record. It's been a while. There's a lot to talk about today. So, first of all, let me say um, thank you for all of the people who have been listening to my show between YouTube and Facebook and Spotify and all that as well. And also thanks uh, for listening to my fellow friends at the podcast precinct from, uh, you know, all the shows I've been on. All the great guys are great there. Um, if I could give them shout outs, I could, but I'm having trouble remembering everybody. But thanks to the podcast precinct. Also, shout outs to the Wrestling Angle One on Twitch, Facebook. Shout out to Pop Stew, uh, Codex Prime, UWO, all the other podcasts and shows that I'm faithful to be on and share. You guys do great work. You guys are awesome as well. So, today, I want to talk about WandaVision. This is going to be a spoiler heavy, and I mean heavy, episode of the podcast today, you know, for HHA Assemble, okay? So, how many of you guys have seen WandaVision? You know, do you guys know who Wanda Maximoff was before, you know, WandaVision and MCU came out? Um, I've been a fan of Scarlet Witch, you know, since forever, since um, probably about 1986, with the West Coast Avengers, a huge West Coast Avengers fan. You know, especially the team of Hawkeye, Mockingbird, you know, Vision, Scarlet Witch. All those things those guys went through, some of those villains as well. So when I heard about WandaVision, I was excited for, you know, some of the more obscure villains to come out. Now, one person who I didn't expect to see in WandaVision was going to be uh, Ag- Agatha Harkness. Didn't expect her to be in there, but as I got the watching the show as it went along, you know, it, it kind of made sense. Um, I was more expecting Master Pandemonium, you know, he's one of my favorite West Coast Avengers villains, you know, kind of obscure, but he's on the edge of that horror slash, like, you know, mysterious, you know, you know, tidbit. Had numerous battles with the West Coast Avengers. Um, he was a guy who made a deal with Mephisto for power and end up having like five shards of his soul removed and all this other stuff as well. If you guys can read up on Master Pandemonium as well. I thought for sure he was going to make an appearance at WandaVision somehow, some way, because, uh, you know, canonically, Speed and Wicked, which are Scarlet Witch's children, you know, they were a part of Master Pandemonium. So I'm really, really surprised they didn't, they didn't pay that off at all. But that, that's here and there. So let's talk about it, you know. Very, very awesome love story. I cried at the finale, you know. Once again, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, I cried. They've done that story right. You know, shout out to Kevin Feige and everybody at Marvel for being involved. You know, they, they did a pretty darn good job at it. Um, you know, I've read some of the, the books that came out, uh, as far as the vision, where he creates his own family. And... They had some of those elements in there, but not really. Um, you know, very, very interesting story. You think the, the show goes one way, but it goes a different way. Uh, so as you guys listen to this, share it. You know, let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know what you thought about WandaVision overall. So we're just going to break down, you know, some of, you know, my thoughts, my opinions of it. I thought it was really well done. Um, 
with that being said, there were some letdowns, you know, besides Master Pandemonium. They had some House of M stuff in it, but I thought they were going to go full-blown House of M. But I think they're going to go full-blown House of M when people can get back to the theaters, when people can, you know, spend their money, hard-earned money. And I think Marvel's going to capitalize off that. We're not going to see any House of M stuff until the pandemic is over, until people are really vaccinated before we can really get down with the House of M stuff and the mutants coming into the MCU. So, for anybody who was waiting for, you know, Magneto to come in or for her to say mutants or anything of that nature, sorry to burst your bubble, that didn't happen, okay? So, during the show, they had a lot of Easter eggs, you know, a lot of Easter eggs from certain covers of comic books. Um, some of those comics I did have, you know, especially the ones with the vision on the cover. Um, for the longest time, I was so used to seeing white vision that I totally forgot that vision was, you know, he had the red face and the green face until pretty much WandaVision because his MCU version was a little different than the comics. But, you know, typically my favorite vision was the white vision. So, I know one reference they had was uh, Avengers number 238, um, which shows, you know, him getting deactivated and. It reactivated, deactivated, kind of like what happened to him in Infinity War, which is kind of cool. Um, one thing I did say about WandaVision is if you watch WandaVision and you go back and watch Infinity War and Endgame, you have a whole new appreciation for those movies between, you know, Vision dying, the whole events that happened and Thanos was right. No matter what, all roads point to him. You know, he's been dead, but he's still living rent free in everybody's head. <laughs> Thanos is definitely living rent free in Wanda's head. Um, even though Vision has had feelings, you know, he's there too. Thanos is still living rent for rent free in the MCU. So I got a feeling we won't ever, ever not see him again. He, he will be back some way, some form. With the multiverse, if you guys have read the comics and a lot of his Thanos' stories, you know, Thanos has had some awesome stories outside of Infinity War, and he still had those impactful moments. But that's here nor there, so if I jump all over the place, forgive me. You know, I'm just excited about WandaVision. I'm glad it's over, and um, most likely I will rewatch it again. But in terms of the show, I love how Marvel conveyed her grief. You know, Scarlet Witch has not had an easy life at all. No matter if it's her time with the X-Men, with the House of M. Um, she was significant in Avengers versus X-Men, I believe. Um, she's been to a lot of, you know, crazy stories. And she's been through a lot of death, a lot of heartbreak. So, as a parent, you know, I can't imagine the stuff she went through, especially with her children. But also, as a, as a husband... You know, I can imagine, like, you know, my spouse, uh, you know, living without me. And grief could really break a lot of people. So here you have this superpower being going through this grief as she's just trying to cope the best way she knows how. And, of course, there's collateral damage in that as far as, you know, the residents of Westview. You know, they're all kind of under her spell. And she all she wanted was a perfect life for her, her spouse, and eventually... 
you know, her children, you know, she couldn't have children with vision, but she just wanted the American dream. She wanted, you know, the, the picket fence, the house, all the stuff in the sitcoms, that's what she wanted. And could you blame her for that? Thanos took that away from her, <laughs> you know, and, you know, that's a whole different situation. Like I said, if you haven't seen Infinity War Endgame, please watch that. On another note, um, just just her grief, and it was just, it's so real, and, you know, it's International Women's Month, but I can imagine what, you know, a wife may go through if they lose her, you know, her brother, lose her children, lose her husband, that would be most devastating thing that can happen to, like, you know, a woman in her, in her lifetime, for all that to happen at once, and there's nothing she can really much do about it. It's unreal. So ask yourself, if you had Wanda's power, her reality warping powers, would you have done the same thing? Would you have create a life that you would have wanted? Would you try to bring people back, you know, from the dead? Uh, what would you have done? You know, what Wanda went through very, very, very much echoes what Darth Vader went to. Now, if you guys know me, if you guys listen to my shows and listen to my features and other shows, you know that ever since Disney bought the MCU, to me, the MCU is very Star Wars-ish. You know, I'll go into a different episode about that. You know, the similarities between, you know, Black Panther and Lion King and between Infinity War and it's you can swap out Thanos and Darth Vader. It's the same villain. You know, you could close your eyes, put Vader's voice over Thanos's, and you, you couldn't tell if it's a Star Wars movie or an Avengers MCU movie. It's the same thing here. All Anakin wanted was to be with me, have his children, and be the strongest he could be, you know? Didn't want to succumb to, you know, all the things that come with the Jedi. You know, he just wanted to be powerful, protect his family, and, you know, serve his you know, whoever he was serving for, whether it's the, uh, you know, the Republic or being on the Jedi Council. Now you hear you have Wanda. She's arguably the strongest person around. She could have took Thanos out by herself if she would have believed by herself. And here she is, you know, just going through all that loss and, and she's just trying to cope the best way she knows how. Which is something else. And they, and they, and they really, really did a great job of conveying her grief. And like I said, Watch WandaVision, go back and watch Infinity War, watch Age of Ultron when she lost her brother Pietro. And you could really, really just feel bad for Wanda. Like that, all your sympathy is just, your your emotional strings are tugged so much to where you want to root for Wanda. You don't want her to, to get rid of Westfield. You want her just to be left alone and to mind her business, you know. If they ever go to House of M, that's what happens. You know, she just got so fed up and so overwhelmed to where she said, no more mutants. And she whispered that and all that happened across the cosmos. So it got to the point where there was very, very little mutants left. So let's so let's talk about it. You know, here she is, you know, in Westview doing her thing. Um, you know, Monica Rambeau comes. And, uh. You know, trying to help Wanda, then she gets caught up in, you know, the whole, uh, the situation with Wanda, what she's been through, you know, she just goes through all that stuff, you know, so she lost her mom, 
And this is one thing I like about, you know, the the small shows like, you know, the blip. We saw what happened in Spider-Man Fire From Home and how everybody was coming back and lost track of time. And that was I had to rewatch that episode where, you know, she's um, Monica's back in the hospital trying to just figure out what, uh, you know, what's going on with uh You know, with, with her mother, her mother passed away. She's thinking that she's been there the whole time watching, but the whole while it's like five years since her mother's passed, which is uh, which 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 is shocking. So, um, it's just it's just unreal, you know, and just just the grief she went through. You know, Miss Rambo went through like losing her mom in a blink of an eye. She thinking. Her mom's still alive, but it's been five years that passed. They come back, and everybody's kind of getting, you know, getting back to trying to get back to the swing of things. And she hasn't aged. And can you imagine going through something like that? You know, one day you're with your parent, you blink your eye, then they're gone. You know, I think that we all feel like that when we lose a loved one. But just imagine her situation. And um, I really want to know what's going to happen when um, Captain Marvel 2, how she's going to pay it back, how she didn't want to talk to Carol Danvers or... You know, she said she didn't say her name and all that stuff as well. So, one thing I realized is that I almost felt some type of way because because uh, <laughs> Marvel was too accurate with some of these sitcoms. You know, you went from the, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. You didn't see any color people till like the second or third episode. I was like, okay, this is a little too, uh, <laughs> too out of place, but you know... I, I guess I guess I can't complain about that, but um, you know that that was funny. Uh, one thing about WandaVision, it, it really wants me to. Uh, it might it might have me go back, and it's a strong might have me go watch Agents of Shield. You know, with the whole sword references and stuff like that with Coulson. I think I might go back and watch some um, Agents of Shield just to see how it is, just to. Uh, just to check it out, you know, rest in peace to my pops. You know, he liked Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I just like Coulson. You know, I wasn't really a fan of the show. Uh, they had some Inhumans on there, which was okay. But, you know, that, that's here or there. So, I'm going to go back and watch it because it did have a lot of references to, you know, uh, WandaVision. So, one thing... I wanted to know was kind of you know with the MCU you know they're kind of like you know they have your Easter eggs all over the place so I want to know how they're gonna try to I think by them being in a rush hopefully they could tie back everything else to everything else you know because I'm thinking you know um, there had to be some type of reference to Nick Fury but there really wasn't. Um, you know, at the season finale, there was a scroll who recruited, you know, Maria and said, Hey, want you, uh, you know, the boss wants to see you, but it was a scroll the whole time. So one thing what WandaVision gives me hope is if anybody, you know, knows me, I'm a huge scroll fan. Super scroll is probably one of my all time favorite Marvel villains, but he's a fantastic four villain. And that's what gives me hope by them having the scrolls and more of a thing. And um, somehow, some way that we're going to see Super Scroll and Fantastic Four soon on a big screen or small screen, however they want to do it soon. So 
But the main thing I'm waiting on for the MCU or maybe WandaVision could, you know, get into that is the is the secret invasion. You know, the way it looks like with the multiverse of madness, it looks like they're going to do some crazy stuff with the multiverse there. Maybe introduce the X-Men and stuff like that as well. Now, by the time they get done with all of the multiverse stuff going on, by the time they bring the X-Men above into the, the fray, but especially once again, Wolverine in the MCU somehow, th I, that's when I think they're going to do... um. Secret invasion. They're gonna get all the cosmic stuff out the way. They kind of, you know, just set up the scrolls and different planets, different races, and stuff like that. You know, and Earth and all that jazz. But eventually, I really hope they do a secret invasion. That's when um, they can have the defenders come back because the defenders had a great, um, had some key characters in um, Secret Invasion. Uh, Spider Woman. I can't remember if they said they're ever going to do a Spider-Woman, but she was huge in Secret Evasion, Electra, all that, all that stuff as well. So hopefully all that could pay off. But back to WandaVision. Um, just uh, great casting. Kat Dennings, who I absolutely in love with. You know, she's nice. Uh, she was awesome in there. A um, lot of references to Iron Man and to, uh, Winter Soldier stuff. Uh, Hydra. Hydra is still strong, as we see in the MCU, still a little subtle things. So even though, you, with the blip and, you know, the the snap, the blip, all that as well, you know, there's still some Hydra references. So a lot of the main things, the main evils are not dead. Just because you don't see them on the screen, they aren't dead. So one thing that threw me off was... uh. Evan Peters as Quicksilver as Pietro. The funny part about it was, it was funny. Age of Ultron. I had no idea that the the actor who played Quicksilver in that movie was the same guy who played a Kickass, and he played in it with Evan Peters, which is unreal. So it, it was funny. All these references come back. All we need is Hit Girl in the MCU, and then we have ourselves a nice old reunion. Uh, we'll see what happens, but. And they still haven't paid that off, you know. I'm pretty sure Agatha just did some type of hex on a random guy in Westview. It's still weird. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. A random guy in Westview gave him his powers, gave him Quicksilver powers, and kept him moving. Which is really, really strange. Um, I don't know why they even did all that, but it, it kind of makes sense with the whole multiverse thing. But... The spin was that Wanda didn't bring him. Agatha kind of just knew to do it, which is weird. I need to watch it again just to make sure. Maybe you guys may have some more clarification of it. You know, feel free to sound off wherever I post this to sound off about it. So we'll see how that goes. But there's the shock on her face and him interacting with the children was golden. You know, he was like like, like an Uncle Jesse off of... Uh, you know, Full House. And I liked all the references between Malcolm in the Middle, Full House, um, Dick Van Dyke, all those, you know, classic sitcom shows, you know. Um, you know, you know, as me as an 80s baby growing up in the 90s, I would I was expecting maybe a little more, um, maybe some home improvements, some family matters, you know, stuff like that as well. 
you know, but we didn't get any sitcoms like that. Um, Sword was heavy, you know. Sword is one of those things where they dealt more with outer space stuff, so. But as we see that Sword has been working on Vision the whole time, trying to either create a weapon or, or to get Wanda or just have something or, or just tinkering. You guys know how the government is. Any chance they get to make a new weapon, they have to make a new weapon. So I wonder if they're going to have any reference of that and, you know, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. When it comes to, like, you know, weapons and special programs and stuff like that, you know, Zemo's supposed to be back as well, but I don't want to get off topic. But, you know, you see them working on Vision, and that's another thing that added to Wanda's grief. She can't even grieve her, her husband, the love of her life, you know. And when she sees, you know, Vision's body all kind of apart and decaying and trying to piece them together, trying to work on them, you know, that, that kind of sent Wanda over the edge as well, so... Uh, once again, imagine if uh, you, know, you lost a loved one and you see, you know, an autopsy going on and, you know, you may not approve the autopsy and all that stuff as well. So, but when it comes to Wanda's grief, you know, it was, it, 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 was, it was well done. Elizabeth Olsen, she played that part, like, you know. I, I don't know if I could see another person be Scarlet Witch, but Elizabeth Olsen, you know, she did uh she did her thing, you know, so and you almost felt bad that she had to break up Westview. You know, she had to do what she had to do, but you know she had to do what she had to do. You know, one thing I know about the MCU is they like having, um, they like putting people in, in neck chains. Is a neck chain a shackle or a collar? You know, people in the raft, they had a collar. Similar to what they had in the 90s X-Men series in Genosha. How the mutants had those collars on. You know, I, I think every time I see a collar like that or somebody has something around their neck... They always seem to take me back to that the episode of X Men in the '90s, where in Genosha, with the mutants and stuff like that, which we we could still see that as well. So back to Sword. Sword stands for Sentient World Order and Response Department. You know they're semi-independent. You know Division of Shield. Uh, they're supposed to protect the Earth from alien threats. Meanwhile. I think it's sort of so heavy in it that they're actually creating a threat that they're giving the scrolls all the resources they need to to do what they got to do with uh, for a, a future secret invasion. So one person who I knew they I thought they would have had in it would have been Henry Gyrick. He was um, he was one of the founding people of Sword. Well, I don't think they mentioned him in there. But uh that would have been interesting to see. So uh he was a, you say he he was a co-director at one point in time, so I'm surprised they didn't have him in there as well. Uh, one thing I know with all this uh, 
multiverse stuff, especially when they mention the nexus of our realities, how Wanda is a nexus being, I think this opens up the world for the Thunderbolts. Um, which is, you know, there are a couple different characters. Man-Thing, Satana, which was on, which is Hellstrom's sister from the Hulu series. So I'm not sure if Hulu and MCU kind of have a... Um, once again, that multiverse going thing going on. So you could pull Satana, the actress from Hellstrom, which is on Hulu. You could pull her. Um, Luke Cage was a part of the Thunderbolts. You could pull him. Uh, Michael Coulter. Uh, then a couple of different obscure characters as well. Juggernaut. Maybe once they get the X Men, they they might be able to do that. But they've had quite a few people of. Uh, of the Thunderbolts, and it was a point in time that uh, Norman Osborn was running it as well. But they, uh, Baron Zemo, oh, actually, that would be crazy. Now I'm thinking about it. Now forgive me, guys. Baron Zemo ran the, uh, he had his own little group called the Masters of Evil. And, but he later on turned him into the Thunderbolts. Um, but this is way after. Uh, this is during the back in the nineties, the Onslaught series. Remember Onslaught? He was the the rage and the hurt, the pain of Charles Xavier that manifested its own self. You know, if you guys remember that. So, and that'd be a sick to see. Once they get the X Men involved, maybe that's something they can do is have have Onslaught, the Age of Onslaught. Um, Onslaught and kicked Fantastic Four's ass and Avengers ass and that's when Baron Zemo came out with the Thunderbolts and you know had had his own little team there and uh, they had Osborne running it too as well and you know, all the other stuff going on but I said to say this sword um, is means serious business you know to a lot of people um, you know so during WandaVision you know she's dealing with sword she's still dealing with her own grief and she's in straight-up denial you know when the vision calls her out on it, he realizes some things isn't right. Like he doesn't remember where he was before they got the West View. He doesn't. Rem he just doesn't remember certain things. It's foggy, and you know, Scarlet Witch just kind of dismisses his feeling. Well, he can't feel things, but just dismisses his inquiries about it. And, and that's one thing I can't say that uh, Kevin Feige did. WandaVision is that he brought the arguments they had on the pages and the panels of a comic book to life in the screen. Um, that's one thing I could definitely say about Marvel when it comes to certain source material. Uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision, they argued almost as much or as bad as Hank and Janet Pym, which is uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, you know, except, uh, you know, and you never seen Vision haul off a slap, uh, you know, Scarlet Witch, but Ant-Man did. You know he done, he done slap Jan around a couple Janet around a couple times, but this is a uh, it was something else to, to where you really you really you felt bad for Wanda, but at the same time a part of you kind of felt vision let it go just love your wife, but at the same time it's like man Wanda you really not gonna tell him like you know you got to tell this this quote unquote man the love of your life, you know, what's going on, especially if you're married, you know, this is definitely a series of married folk, you know, relationships, and, you know, would you, would you lie to your spouse just to, 
to keep them from being hurt? And would you deny it, deny, deny it? Would you omit the truth or would you just, you know, you know, just let it rock, just let the lie go? You know, I'm sure we have all been there at one point in time and kind of answering those, uh, the, those questions. Uh, you know, some of, some of my favorite episodes were the Halloween episode was one of my favorites. You know, you see, you see the boys in their, in their Wicked and Speed costumes. Um, more and more, you know, Vision is kind of knowing what's going on. He's just seeing how things are weird, and those were awesome. I liked all that. Uh, you know, recipe to Stanley. You know, he, they had a cameo with his birthday and a license plate, but I wish he could have been in it. But you know, fortunately, like you know, things happen. Um, what else can I say? Like I said, I'm excited for the next of reality realities. You know, we'll see what happened. Hey, so I'm gonna keep this short. I'm gonna keep it to about a half hour. So almost done. Um, that fight between Agatha and Scarlet Witch was dope. Really very awesome. I liked how they did that, you know. Two witches going to get each other with the sigils and all that jazz. That was that was fun. That was interesting, you know. Uh, very good special effects. So, um, you know, at the end, you know, Wanda, she kind of um, sets the residents of Westview free. The everybody's mean mugging her, giving her her awful look. But, you know. Wanda says she can't blame them because she hurt them and kept them away from their families. Who knows for how long? Um, at the same time, you know, maybe those people would turn into friends of humanity. People who hate mutants. People who hate those people. You know, because she literally held them against their will. I wonder if they would ever hold Wanda under some charges in the future with the MCU, you know. You know, if word gets out, you know, that there's a powerful being out there who held the whole town to get people against their will. Mind control. Well, that leads to a civil war, too. And then right with the first civil war, how they had to register, you know, and Charlotte Witch was not on the side where she wanted to register. So I wonder if they could bring that up again with the Sokovia Accords. But then again, Sora kind of broke the Sokovia Accords, messed around working on Vision and stuff like that as well. So, um, they pay back to Hydra, you know, stuff like that as well. So I really want to know how they're going to do that. Well, anyways, at the end of there, you know, they had two visions fighting. You know, you had the the sword vision against the the old vision, literally the old vision. As Westfield was breaking down, you know, there, he was kind of falling apart. You know, Wanda had to, you know, let the let the people out of Westview out so she could, you know, save her children, save Vision to fight the other vision while she's fighting Agatha. But the two visions, Paul Bettany had an, an interesting argument. Not, number one, that fight was sick. They had a, a, a sick fight. But one thing I noticed was the old vision pretty much downloaded or, you know, put his consciousness, his memories, his files onto the white vision, the sword vision. And the sword vision kind of had awoke. And you see his the chip in his forehead kind of flash from that blue to yellow to blue again. So he's running around with the old Vision's thoughts and memories. So Vision is not dead. He just pretty much copied his consciousness to the other one, you know. With that being said, there was in the West Coast Avengers when the old Vision lost his body. He became the white one. He was still with Wanda, but he kind of sympathized for Wanda. He was with Wanda, but not in a way that the old vision was to where he looked at Wanda as 
as a fragile being and in order for her to cause destruction that he was with her basically out of sympathy rather than empathy and out of love he's be with her out of sympathy and they've had their stories and stuff like that as well and that, that that's for a whole different story so so i think vision is out there he just needs some time to collect his thoughts and to really really you know see what he's going to do and figure out how to tell wanda but that that scene at the end before you know the old vision got wiped away where wanda kind of you know, her and Vision, you know, kissed the children, told them they loved them. I was crying my behind off. Cry, cry, cried. Then they had to hug each other. Then Vision asked her Wanda again, hey, what really happened? Who am I? What am I really? She told it down to him. And right before he kind of dissipated, he had a tear come down his cheek. And I lost it. I was boohoo crying. I needed a tissue. I had to pause it. I had to go in the bathroom, put water on my face. And... <laughs> I'm a big softy when it comes to when it comes to love stories, but you know, you know, I want somebody to love me the way Wanda loved Vision, the way Vision loved her. That was one of the most beautiful love scenes I've seen in a very, very long time. Um, especially with those two, because you know, she loved Vision and she knew that she was going to see him again, and just the way they kind of wrapped up things as well, it was like a, it was a fitting a fitting ending. You know, you know, you had that you felt sad then. Soon as you know Westview's back to normal, people are mean mugging Wanda, so it's like, oh crap! Now she has to deal with all this stuff. So you didn't have time to really, you know, process that moment because oh, it is still a couple minutes left of the show. Here goes people looking at her; they're afraid to talk to her because you know she know they know her how powerful she is that she could you know trap everybody again. So you know, at the final scene, you see. Wanda and some like you know distant log cabin could have been Canada for all I know, and she's kind of like um what do they call it? She astral projected herself on the stairs having a cup of coffee, but meanwhile she's in the back of the cabin looking at the dark hole. The dark hole is a book that's a very very strong powerful book um that uh has some very very powerful beings who who done had that book. Um, it's basically the book of all books, you know, especially when it comes to magic. Uh, you know, to other people, it's almost like the Necronomicon, if that kind of makes sense. It's it's one of those type of um, what it, if those type of books. So, one thing I'm excited for future Marvel comics is uh is the show What If. Now, if you guys know the What If stories. It's about the Watcher, which is named Uatu. Now, you guys might have seen him in the old Fantastic Four cartoons from 67 and also the newer cartoon, Fantastic Four cartoons in the 90s. Um, well, the Watcher, he looks at everything. He observes everything. He sits on the moon. You know, he's had a relationship with Nick Fury. And one of the stories I would love to see on the MCU on the small screen is Original Sin, where somebody kills the Watcher. I might talk about that on a whole different episode, but... The What If series goes, which Marvel's going to bring to Disney Plus goes, The Watcher often travels to different universes that are extremely close to Earth 616, but diverge at one critical point or another. So, it's like almost like the multiverse, almost like the nexus of all realities, okay? So, you may see a story of, what if Uncle Ben had lived? You know, sometimes he visits universes in which a regular hero appears in different timelines, like Captain America as a fighter in a revolutionary war. 
Other times, the Watcher examines more complex and posts a series of different paths taken during massive events like Civil War or the Secret Invasion. So, right now, I believe the Watcher is watching these events that go along. And by them doing all this sort of stuff and going into space, we will have a run-in with the Watcher, especially with the What If series, okay? Will we go to Original Sin? I don't know, but I think we will see some other stuff that's going on as well. And it's going to be huge. So, I know it's all over the place with this Wild Division topic. You know, um, I just want to get to record. I just wanted to get something out there to you guys. Uh, once again, this is your favorite Husky Hero G Thread recording, okay? This is the Husky Heroes of Healthy Heroines Assemble podcast. Uh, you can follow me on most podcast platforms Spotify, um, Podbean, Anchor. Um, just Google it. Just Google me as well. I uh, also uh, will start streaming on Twitch more often. It's a Husky Hero 716 on Twitch. And if you look up Husky Hero 716, you can catch me in a lot of different social media Twitter, Instagram. And also uh, look up Husky Heroes and Healthy Heroines Assemble on Facebook. There's a Facebook page there. And once again, stay husky and stay healthy, my friends. And I'll um, catch you next time. Peace.